sell now or wait until 2035? Yes, I know it sounds pretty drastic, but there's a reason I want you to hear it from someone who looks at these numbers on a daily basis and sees the trends that make a lot of people very nervous right now going into the next decade. The reason I'm saying that it can happen before, I, I'm, the reason I'm saying it can happen this way is because it's already happened this way twice over the last 50 years. I am not an economist. I am not a fortune teller. I am simply a realtor who is on the ground level of activity, meaning that my feet are in the water all the time. And I can feel when there's a shift in the market probably sooner than most of you could. I'm not saying that if I was a realtor in 1973, because that's the year I was born, that I would have been able to tell people that 74 was the time to sell your property. By 77, the prices had already dropped over 35%. Fast forward a few more years. If I could have, I would have told you to sell the house in 86 because 87 was that peak a little even higher from its previous down market at around 1984. So there was a huge increase. And then what happened hasn't been seen before. In 87, the prices dropped 45%. From 87 to 91, the prices dropped almost 45%. So don't say that it can't happen again. And, and this is a special message that's going out to those of you who are financial advisors, who are telling your clients that they should hold it out. If you were a financial advisor giving that advice in 1973 or 1986, you probably have cost people their fortunes. It's important to understand all the possibilities of what could happen should there be a drop like this. A 50% drop in average sold prices. What would that do to you? Are you sitting right now on an almost mortgage-free property? You're going to lose possibly half of that value if this happens. Can you afford to lose it? Wouldn't it be better if you were going to go through this? And this is my positive spin, if there is one, on if the worst case scenario happens and we have 
a five year, a 10 year or a 12 year drop where things don't go back exactly where they were. Are you in a place that a you're happy to be in for the next decade and B you're, you're willing to take the risk of not having the same equity you have right now or plan B which takes a little bit of risk and a little bit of guts is to cash out the next 30 days make the plan to cash out and be in a cash positive position going forward and there's two major benefits to this number one which not a lot of people talk about but there is an actual upside to interest rates going up which means if you are a low risk investor and you're hoping to just park that money you've been sitting on a million dollars maybe you don't feel like you have a million but you might have a million sitting in a GIC something reasonable between right now what you could get is between I, I believe it's three or four percent again I'm not a financial planner I'm not giving you advice I'm just telling you what I've looked into so let's just say at four percent you've got a million parked you're looking at a forty thousand dollar a year interest off of that money if interest rates went up to 6% and GICs were to follow, you'd be looking at a $60,000 a year interest payment that you get. Not all of that would go towards your living expenses. Chances are you'd be able to find a place and I would help you find a place to rent for much less than 60,000 a year. Right now, even if you pay three grand a month, which you should be able to find something pretty good for that, you'd be spending about half of that. And the rest, again, is yours. So that's option one. Option two is you simply follow the pattern that happened before and you wait until perhaps you feel like the bottom has dropped could be again no one can tell you this so you will have to be taking the risk on this but the whole point of buying real estate to begin with was a risk so you've been taking risks from the moment you put that down payment on that property and locked in the price should you be able to get a property at 30 40 or more percent down and then get back into the market, that might be the moment where another rise happens. And that may or may not be what your goal is for owning real estate, but let me be clear about how real estate works. Yes, everyone does deserve housing. Absolutely. The government is trying to catch up and build housing for, for enough people, it's never going to catch up. The bottom line is, and you have to remember this, 
This is something I really want you to maybe listen to now and play it again. This is a business for the government. This isn't just about being fair and providing housing. This is a business for them. And I'll explain to you exactly in one quick story why. Go ahead and try to stop paying your property taxes for a couple of months. See what happens. This isn't about them providing housing for you. Even if you do own the property, you never quite own the land. It's a land lease. You own the home, you can sell the home, but the land will always be property of the government. Just to make sure that it's clear, because a lot of you are under the misunderstanding that once you've paid off the house, that there's no more payments, because that's not true. The only time you're actually free and clear is if you've done really, really well on your real estate, you've sold the property, and then you're in a position where you're fully in control of where you live in terms of your renting a property. You're not responsible for property taxes. You're not responsible for maintenance. You are simply paying the rent, which is paying the mortgage. But presumably, you'll have done very well, especially if you're letting me help you make this transition. Not only do I want to help you do it, I want to make sure that you get double the value from my services, meaning that I want to add at least 10% to what you think you might get based on what is actually selling. This is complicated. But my goal is to make this 100% risk-free for you to help you make the transition, to make it worthwhile. I want to be able to add at least 10% to your bottom line when you sell. And if I can't, once we've agreed on a number that you're, that you're, that you would call your baseline, once we agree on that, if I can't do it, I will then have to take a 10% cut on my side. There's two sides of every real estate transactions, a buyer agent and a seller agent. And on the seller agent fees, I would have to take a 10% cut on my end if I couldn't reach that goal for you. So I'm putting my money on the line to make this as attractive to you as possible so that you'll make the decision that could potentially keep you in a power position for the next decade and let you have the choice whether you want to buy back in again, whether you want to just see what happens. And that is the whole sort of premise behind my sell, rent, buy philosophy, which I can explain in more detail, but I have done podcasts about it as well. Thanks for listening. Anytime you want to reach me, paul.indrigo at c21.ca.